Blessed are pure in heart. Blessed are. Are. He is emphasizing who we are. These are characteristics of those who are blessed. And many times we ask God to bless what we do. We ought to be asking God to help us do what He blesses. And we can only do what He blesses if we are those people. And so it's very clear. Blessed are. Now, we come to this phrase, blessed are the peacemakers. What is he saying? What is a peacemaker? When Jesus stood there in front of the people on the Mount of Olives, or on the Mount of Beatitude, and he said this, he says, listen, blessed are the peacemakers. What does he mean by peacemaker? Well, this is the only time this word is used in all the scriptures. The only time. Jesus uses it here. It means pacific. Now, I've I got to say it like that. It's spelled just like pacific, but it's pacific. It means that you are uh, pacifying. You are uh, not one who is leading to conflict. You try to avoid confrontation or conflict or trouble or war. The Oxford English Online Dictionary says, A peacemaker is a person who or a thing which makes or brings about peace, allays strife, or reconciles opponents. Now, we need to understand this matter of peace before we go any further. We need to understand peace. In John chapter 14, if you'd go there just for a moment, it'll be on the screen, I think. John chapter 14 and verse 27, Jesus said this, Peace I live with, leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So there is a peace that comes from Christ that is different than the peace that the world gives. You'll hear these world leaders say, we want peace. Well, they spell their peace differently. They spell their peace P-I-E-C-E. In other words, they want a piece of this and a piece of that until they have the whole thing. And that's the kind of way the world works. The world works in a very selfish, narcissistic way. I want people to have peace with me, but I don't care if I have peace with them or not. And that's not the kind of peace that Jesus is talking about. The word for peace here in John, in the Gospel of John, means the strait of tranquility, harmony, security. Isn't that what we all really want? I mean, certainly we do. And then I would go, venture and ask you to go with me to Colossians. Just, just by way of, real quickly, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20. The Word of God says this, And by Him, to reconcile all things to Himself, by Him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of His cross. Peace can only be achieved because of the cross of Jesus. So in other words, when Jesus stands and tells us to be peacemakers, it is only achievable because Jesus Christ shed His blood on the cross for you and for me, thereby giving us the ability to be peacemakers. We have no excuse. If we have been redeemed, we can be peacemakers. 
peacemakers. So what is a peacemaker? Well, a peacemaker is one that's been reconciled to God through the blood of Christ. You cannot be a peacemaker and, and be unsaved. You can't do it. You don't have the capacity in you. All you know is strife, division, sin. Romans chapter 3 teaches us that. You and I have to be reconciled to God through the blood of Christ before we can ever be a peacemaker. Secondly, we need to receive Jesus' peace, not the world's peace. It's a very specific peace that we're talking about, and I'm going to tell you in just a moment how we can have it and how we can uh, grow in it and how we can keep it and some things to watch out for that will keep us from being peacemakers. But I want you to know this. It can only be received as Jesus' peace. Then we have the responsibility to take that peace that has been given to us by the grace of God and give it to others. You and I, listen to me closely, church. You and I have the responsibility of the things that we have been given of God to freely give to others. Nowhere in the scripture are we commanded or instructed or even permitted to take what God has given us and hoard it for ourselves. Yet, because of society's demands, and we're very narcissistic in the society, it creeps into the church, and we have those kind of situations in the church. It ought not to be so. So let's talk about why God blesses the peacemaker. Well, first of all, because there is a great need. You don't know this, but the world has a programming effect. Just for instance, let me just tell you this. The Hamas has a launching point and a staging point behind a hospital in the Gaza Strip. They fire a rocket which malfunctions and hits the hospital and now they have an opportunity, they blame the Jews. New York Times has three times changed the, the, the article that they wrote. Everybody has jumped on and went against Israel because they bombed this hospital. And they have an actual, they have an actual transcript of two of Hamas people talking, saying that it was theirs. It was their rocket. It was not Israel's. It was a malfunction that fell from the sky. And the American media is running with it and making Israel the enemy. It is a conflict. And the conflict is older than you and I. It's older than the United States of America. It goes all the way back to Isaac and Ishmael. And I'm telling you this. There's a great need in our land. There's a great need in our world for peace, the kind of peace that Jesus Christ gives. The opposite of peace is conflict, distress. It is a result of the fall of man. Do you know that Adam and Eve had perfect peace with God? God came down and walked in the cool of the day with them in the Garden of Eden. They had every luscious fruit that you could ever scrumptious imagine and all they had to do was obey God and not eat one tree he told them not to eat of and Satan began to attack them on God's word and when they sinned it brought 
enmity between them and God. The peace was gone. The peace was gone. Everything that happens bad in our world is a result of that peace treaty being broken by disobedience. Everything. Now we understand why. Television, they get greater ratings when they divide and fight and fuss and fume and conflict. Cells. People in their flesh like drama. I don't know about you, but the older I get, there's a little slice of 26.3 acres there on, on, on 140 that I love to be in and stay there. I know I can't just become a hermit, but sometimes I think I would like to be. It's a result of the fall of man, and there is no peace in the world. There's no peace. And what's the, what's the result of the absence of peace? Well, the result of the absence of peace is division and distress. We are the most distressed people of any other generation. We are more distressed. Think about this. We're more distressed than World War II. When men were across the world fighting and women had to go into factories and work, we are more distressed and depressed now than we were Back then, we have no peace. We have no peace. You see, the devil uses conflict to divide us, to distress us. Every once in a while, it's becoming more and more often, I'll hear something of a church where they had a a split in the church because of something insignificant, whether it was the color of the carpet, whether it was something in, you know, this family or this family, and they, there's a conflict in the church that's absence, that's the void of the peace of God. And it's a result of the absence of peace. So we have a need, we have the result, we have a call. God uses those he has reconciled to be peacemakers. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I was a fighter by nature. And as I get older, there are some things I get really riled up about that I shouldn't. And there are times in my life when I realize that there are things in the flesh that's keeping me from being a peacemaker the peacemaker that God called me to be, there's some things in my life. What are those things? What are the things that keep us from being peacemakers? Well, the first thing that keeps us from being peacemakers is disobedience. I have never lived in a time in my life where God's Word is discounted, even by church members. I've heard things like this. Preacher, I know what the Bible says, but... Listen, if you know what the Bible says, there should be no but. One preacher was preaching and he said, God's word says it, I believe it, and that settles it. And there was an older preacher that said, Son, God says it, that settles it, it doesn't matter what you believe. And I thought, that's pretty good. Disobedience, the refusal 
to surrender every area to God and to make peace in every area of my life. I need to be a peacemaker. Someone told me one time, said, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. We were standing in a group and another. Don't you just love the wisdom of older men and women? I love it. We're standing in a group and they can get away with things young people can't get away with. We're standing in here. I'm not talking about conflict. Huh? We're standing in a group and one guy says, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. And that fellow said, careful. There's not too many pieces you can give away. Disobedience, a refusal to surrender. When I have to have my way over God's way, that keeps me from peace. And what often happens when I disobey is I have difficulties in my relationships. In my relationship with Christ, there's no peace between us and my relationship with others. Disobedience. Disobedience. When are we going to get this? God's Word is not to restrict our living. God's Word is to show us how to really live. Did it ever occur to us that God's word is given to us not so it was always browbeating us and, and not let us have any fun and be a buzzkill and all that? No, God's word is given to show us how we can live and have life abundantly. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. God wants us. He wants us to enjoy peace. But our disobedience keeps us from having peace. It's a refusal or surrender. Second thing that keeps us from peace is a divided allegiance. If God is not completely in control of our lives, if we have one foot in Christendom and one foot in the world, or if I'm controlling my life and I only want God when I need Him, then I'm going to have an absence of peace in my life. Because you cannot be halfway with God, you cannot be in total disobedience to God and be right with Him and have the peace of God. You can't do it. You can't do it. And we need to realize that when God tells us something in His Word, He means it. And the reason He means it is because He loves us. And it's what's best for us. And if we do it His way, then we will have the peace of God. And we can't be peacemakers if we don't have the peace of God. And if we're divided in our allegiance, if I want to be in control of my life, then I'm not going to have peace because I am not good at controlling my life. Is anyone else with me? Has anyone else tried to take control of your own life and make a mess? Somebody we were talking about, I think it was uh, Sunday night in, in one of the Sunday school classes, someone was saying, uh, Jesus is my co-pilot. And the teacher said, no, 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 no. no. Jesus is not the, our co-pilot. He is the pilot. He is the pilot. If you are the co-pilot, therein lies the problem. And then lastly, selfishness, seeking my own. Selfishness will keep me from being a peacemaker. Well, can you believe what that idiot said to me? Can you believe what they did? Can you believe what they posted? You know what? You can't get upset about that stuff if you don't read it, if you don't look at it, if you don't watch it. You can't get upset about the news if you don't watch it. What some wacko politician said way out there doesn't bother me because I, I don't watch it. And I, I'm okay with it. Because they're not going to save the world. Jesus Christ is going to save the world. He is the Savior of the world. And I'm not going to spend all my time fretting and worrying about what people say because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. 
There are people that I know that are dying with cancer. There are people I know whose homes are destroyed. There are people I know who are trying to follow the Lord and it seems like the harder they try, the worse it gets. And they need attention of the church. They don't need people disoriented and distracted and doing all these other things. We need to be serving each other and loving each other. We need to be peacemakers. So how can I become a peacemaker? How can I become a peacemaker? Well, first of all, I have to have peace with God. I have to have peace with God. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You'll never be a peacemaker if you're not born again. If you're lost, you might be a good moral person, which the Bible says there is none good, no, not one. It's just you don't understand your own self-image. You must be born again to have peace with God. And when you have faith in Jesus Christ, you have peace with God. You're no longer His enemy. You have been reconciled unto Him through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Secondly, I must continually seek the peace of God. The peace of God. I read earlier John chapter 14. Read earlier, John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have peace with God. You and I can live in a way that we continually seek to have the peace of God. Another passage of Scripture tells us that the peace of God will guard our hearts. It's the peace of God. I have peace with God because I'm born again. I believed in Him, but I continually seek to have peace of God. The peace of God is what allows you to lay your head down when all the world is coming apart at the seams. You can lay your head down on your pillow and know that you are right with Him and you're okay with Him. And if you're not, with him, if you're not you can confess and repent and you can have the peace of God. You can have the peace of God. In Colossians chapter 3, The Bible tells us in verse 15, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let it rule. What? How do I have the peace of God? It's by continually the peace of God. It's by continually when I mess up, I'm being right with God. I'm getting right with Him. I'm confessing my sin when I sin. And I'm walking in the will of God. And I'm seeking after His will. And I'm, I'm seeking Him in prayer and in the Word. There's a lot of Christians that, don't, that does not have the peace of God. And the reason they ha do not have the peace of God is because they only want God when they need Him. They only want God when they're in trouble. They only want God when they need some money or they, 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 they've got a health scare. 
And these are prerequisites to being a peacemaker. If you don't have the peace of God, how can you give the peace of God? How can you be a peacemaker? You can't. That's the point. So I must have peace with God. I must continually seek the peace of God. And I must share the peace from God. I must share the peace from God. Our world would be a much better place if we as believers really earnestly began to share our faith with lost people. I passed 13 churches from the church camp to here. I passed 13 churches on my way. And that's just in the main way. If we went out in the back, I mean, there's, I don't know how many churches there might be. There's no reason why we couldn't turn Sado County upside down. I'll tell you why. Because we're not sharing peace from God. That's their problem. I don't want to be involved in that. Let them have it. I don't want to get in there. If I start witnessing the people and we start inviting them to come to church and they're sinners, it's going to get messy in here. They're going to mess things up. Let me tell you something. This is not our church. This is Jesus Christ's church. And if he wants to let them mess it up, let him. he's in charge. He's in charge. I'm not going to tell him how to run his church. But we need to get the peace to others from God. God has chosen His church to be the peacemakers. Jesus called us to be peacemakers. And you and I will never, never do this until we first are peacemakers. Now listen to this. When we become peacemakers, there's a couple of promises. First of all, we'll be happy. You ever ask why? I'm a pastor, and I ask why. Why are so many Christians so unhappy? You ever notice that? Why are so many Christians so unhappy? I mean, and it's interesting that when people find out I'm a pastor outside the church, they ask me things, and, 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 and they want to talk to me about some things. And a fellow's telling me, you know, hey, man, I, I, you know, we're, my, my wife and I, were struggling, and it's not in this church, so you don't have to worry about it. We're struggling, and, and man, you know, this, uh, I, I, I was talking on Facebook, and this girl that I used to date in high school, she's having problems, and man, we, we, we just get each other. We get it. Let me ask you a question, I say. Do you ever suppose that the reason you don't have peace and you're not happy is because of what you're doing? I've sat with people who have been uh, excessively drinking and they're like, man, my life is just in shambles. Have you ever thought the reason your life is in shambles and you're not happy is because of what you're doing? You, have, you don't have peace with God. You don't have the peace of God in your life. How many of you know that when you get older, sleeping is a priority and a premium? I have, Keith Matheny says, I can sleep anywhere and anytime except at night in the bed. And judging on Sunday morning, I believe that about some of you. But uh, let me ask you a question. Could it be the reason why so many Christians are unhappy 
because they're not seeking the peace of God. Peace of God. Jesus is preparing the disciples in John chapter 14. They have forsaken everything. They've left their fishing. They've left their careers, tax collecting. They've left their families. They followed him. And Jesus says, I'm going away and prepare a place. If I go away, I'll come back again. And he gets to verse 27. He says, listen, I'm leaving, but I'm going to leave my peace with you. Now, the peace I give is not the kind of peace that the world gives. And I'm sure that you're not getting what he's saying. Because we know that when he's arrested, a few chapters later, we know that when he's arrested, that all of them flee. But they come back. And after he's resurrected, he shows himself, and he calls them back into ministry, and you see a different group of disciples. You see them now, they're joyful. Peter, the one that stood and cursed and swore, yeah, he cussed like a sailor, that's what that means. But he did not know Jesus. The same man, some, I think it's 52, 42 days later, stands before the people that he denied Christ in front of and he points the finger and says, this same Jesus whom you crucified is both Savior and Lord. What happened? He got the peace of God. He got the peace of God. How could he walk out to the cross knowing that he was about to be crucified? And he said, I've got one request. What's that? You want a steak dinner? You want, you want uh, tilapia? What do you want? No, no I, I want you to crucify me upside down because I'm not worthy to be crucified in the same manner as my Savior. That's a big difference. All that the Apostle Paul went through, how did he do that? One preacher said that the Apostle Paul, when he checked in a new town, he didn't check out the local motel. He went and checked out the jail because he spent more time in jail than he did in the motel. And he says, for me to live is for you and for to die is great gain. For to live is Christ and to die is great gain. I want to stay here and be with you, but I'd rather go on and be with my Lord. How could he say that? I'll tell you how he could say that. Because he had the peace of God in his life. Because he was doing what God wanted him to do. And the things that we do that's against God or the things that we do that we think, oh, it's no big deal, we can do this, keeps us from the peace of God. You know there are men who wanted to translate the Bible into the English language. They did not want it. Nobody wanted it. But these men felt that if we can just translate the Word of God into English, that every Englishman and woman can have a copy of God's Word for themselves. You know what they did? To they burned him at the stake. As one was being burned, he said, my biggest regret in life is that I don't have but two lives to give for my Savior. You and I don't really know what it means to be happy. We put our emphasis on stuff and stuff breaks and we've got every house I've ever been in, most of the people I know in their house, they've got stuff jammed in every corner. 
I walk in my closet, I want to clean it out, and I shut it and walk out because I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. So finally I said, Amy, you're going to have to do it. You're just going to do it. I'm, I'm leaving. You just, just throw away what you want to throw away. But don't throw away this, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? None of that stuff makes us happy. You ever notice kids when they're small? And on Christmas Day, you, you thought and you've planned you wanted to be the perfect Christmas. And they play with the stupid box. And they go from one toy and they play with it for a second and then they go to another one. And then when they open all the toys, they say, is there any more? And you thought, you little ungrateful brat. I just bought you the farm. We don't understand what it means to be happy. Happy is being at peace. Having the peace of God in your life. And he says the second blessing, you'll be called the children or sons of God. This is a distinct term that's applied only to God's children by faith. Not when Oprah says that everyone is God's children. That's universalism. And that's not true. Only those who are born again is what he's talking about. And people will know you by your peace. If you go to work and you're fretting and you're talking about this and talking about that and blah, 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 and whoa, it's me. Now, I'll just be honest. I've got to commit. I've got to confess. There's a, a pastor in this area. And when I see him, when I think, oh, dear Lord, please help me. Let the phone ring or something. Because if I ask him how he's doing, he's going to tell me, and it's always, woe is me. Have you ever talked to someone like that? The sky's falling every time you talk to them. I know it's not right. I need to work on that. But it's exhausting. We're the children. We should have the peace of God. And we should be peacemakers. We should be peacemakers. This is a descriptive, it's an adjective. It means that we are pacific. We're not arguing and fussing and fuming and fighting over things. Cracks me up. Well, so-and-so said this. I spoke to them and they didn't speak to me. And they're going down their merry way. They don't even know you spoke to them. I got to where people tell me in the car, well, preacher, you, I waved at you, you didn't wave at me. I can't see through the stinking windshield. I don't know if it's anybody else but me, but I can't see. So I just, if it's even close, I just whip her out, brother. Hey, you know. But people get all bent out of shape, you know, and they're going on their merry way. They don't even know they've offended you, and you're sitting there, and your stomach's all torn up, and you're just going to give them peace of your mind, and then you see them the next time, and you're about ready to let them have it, and they didn't even know that they did something. And you worried all week over that. I've learned in years of history when someone says, I want to talk to you later. And I used to fret and think, oh Lord, what's going on now? What do we want? And then it's something stupid. And I worried all that time and it was mounted to nothing. So now when someone says, I want to talk to you later, I'm not going to ask questions. I'm going to go on and I'm going to have peace of God and then when the time comes, we'll deal with it and, and so be it. But what I want you to see is you and I will never be happy. We will never be blessed if we're always in conflict, if we're always fussing, if we're always fighting. You know, there are some preachers, that's, that's their, their identity. They're always fighting with someone. They're always saying things to get elicit a response so they can argue. There's a couple of them I'm friends with on Facebook. I don't even stop anymore. I just... 
and it's so wonderful. That scrolling on by is just refreshing. Listen, that's not the abundant life Jesus promised us. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now listen to me. If you have peace with God, you've been born again, and you are seeking the peace of God, you're wanting to be right with Him, you're wanting to live your life in a way that pleases Him, and you are sharing, the peace of God is ruling your heart. I'm not going to go there and argue over stupid stuff. I could care less. It doesn't matter. I know sometimes, as men, we like to to josh with people and carry on and, and, and cut each other down and we don't mean anything by it. That's all I'm talking about. I'm talking about this conflict. And we will never be peacemakers because what happens is we take peace that God has given us and we apply it to every situation. You know, sometimes it takes more wisdom to keep your mouth shut than it does to say something. I have never been in an argument with someone told them something and they said oh you're right I'm going to change my attitude no but you know what I found it's better for me to let them vent and then just say Lord I don't know what to do in this area I want to be right with you I want to be a peacemaker help me give me strength help me to love them and go on it's the best thing you can do if we want to be happy we must be peacemakers now listen to me Listen, I want you to hear this. If you heard nothing else, hear this. Being a peacemaker is absolutely what Jesus Christ did for you and me. Jesus Christ took God the Father and took us and brought us together at the cross and made peace. That's what Jesus did. Who do we think we are to not do the same for our brothers and sisters in Christ? It's what we all should be. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be the sons of God. People will know because you're a peacemaker, that you're a follower of Jesus Christ. I had a conversation with a fellow who called me today. He said, man, I just need to talk to you. I said, okay, what's going on? And the fellow had a conversation at his work and employment with a man that he worked with, that he respected, and the man told him something about himself that was anti-Christian. And the fellow said, man, I did all that I could. I prayed, God, don't let me say something. Don't let me say something that's out of line. Don't let me say something that would hurt. Just, just let me, let you judge the situation. Help me to keep my, my Christian testimony. He's praying in this, in his heart, why is this guy talking to him? And, and the fellow told me, he said, I, I let him know where I stand. I stand with the word of God but I'm still going to love him, I'm still going to work with him, I'm still going to respect him, I'm still going to treat him like a human being. And he said, we agreed to disagree, and it was actually very peaceful. 
he didn't know I was going to teach. He's not here. And he didn't know I was going to teach on this. And I thought, what an illustration. You see, somehow in our Baptist churches, we got the idea that we're supposed to fix everybody. I can't fix myself. I'm not going to fix anyone else. We need to be peacemakers. And I will tell you this. I'm telling you the God's honest truth, church. To me, this is where prayer really takes on a new meaning. In the midst when someone's unleashing something on you, they're breaking you through the coals, you stand in and you know you're right, you know they're wrong, and you just pray in your heart, God, help me to be a peacemaker. Help me to be a peacemaker. Charles Stanley, when he went to church, pastor of the church, the first Baptist church of Atlanta, Georgia, he had been on staff, he was a co-pastor, and they were going to make him be the pastor. There were some people that didn't want him to be their pastor. And they were very vocal about it, and they started some division, and he felt like God wanted him to stay there. And one night he gets up in the, in, in the middle of a church business meeting. Now, First Baptist Church of Atlanta, I don't think it was as big as it is today then, but it was still a large church. And in the business meeting... A man got up, moved him out of the way, and began to say some things and said some things that were profanity. And Charles Stanley stepped in and said, Look, let's have some respect here. This is God's house. And the man hit Charles Stanley in the face. His son was sitting on the front row. And his son observed the situation and wanted to see what would happen. And when the man realized that Dr. Stanley didn't move, didn't say a word, just stood there, the man walked off the stage and some people left and the church was they were aghast I mean they didn't know what to do and he continued on and he prayed and he prayed for that man and that son said listen I learned something that day about my dad listen to this actions speak louder than words I don't know about you but for me that would be very difficult for me let someone stand there and hit me in the face and not do anything about it. But that's exactly what Jesus says that young man saw in his father it's the same thing he's saying they shall be called sons of God. When you are a peacemaker your actions will speak louder than your words. You have peace with God. Seek the peace of God daily in your life. And when God gives you that peace, you share it with others. And you will be a peacemaker. Father, we love you. We adore you. We thank you.